Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Packed 8 o'clock hour here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead and Vince Petrano here with you until 9 o'clock. Greg Pancake Hill normally produces the program, but Tommy's in the house today. His pancake's got a few more days off. And uh, still ahead, we're going to bring in WTMJ's Adam Roberts. He took a ride on the streetcar. That's right. The new extension here. So I'm going to give you the ridiculous reason why they're running this extension now, but also one reason that it actually might be worth a trip on this thing. Maybe one time for something to see. We're going to do that uh, at 820. And then we've got a Charles Barkley sighting in Sheboygan. Bring that back to you. Powerball winner in a small town in California. Just think of what can happen now. Uh, I love all that and more. But uh, we are going to start this morning in Israel with the latest. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in that nation now. Uh, earlier this morning, just a couple of hours ago, appearing in a joint media availability with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It says airstrikes continue on Gaza of yet no ground invasion that is widely anticipated. Hundreds of thousands of Israeli troops amassing at the border. The Secretary of State Blinken vowing U.S. support. In this moment, where evil, hatred, and madness have once more taken so many innocent lives, we must stand together, resolved to confront what is worst among humanity with what is best. Blinken says the U.S. has Israel's back. We're delivering on our word, supplying ammunition, interceptors, to replenish Israel's Iron Dome, alongside other defense material. First shipments of U.S. military support have already arrived in Israel, and more is on the way. You mentioned he spoke uh, flanked by uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, who also addressed the group. I say to you, I say to all of us, there will be many difficult days ahead. But I have no doubt that the forces of civilization will win And the reason that's true is because we understand what is the first prerequisite of victory. It's what you just said in our meeting. Moral clarity. And on this, everything matters. Not only every word, but the optics as well. You mentioned the two appeared at this joint news conference together. That's meant to send a message as well. You can say and say and say, we got your back, we got your back. But to have the U.S. Secretary of State there in Israel, appearing Mm -hmm. with the Prime Minister, doing this joint media availability, answering the questions, part of the optics as well. And you also, Eric, pointed out that in in some of his other comments, was that in this one? Yeah, where so, he where Blinken kind of goes through, and it's hard to listen to, yeah. but starts to characterize exactly what type of atrocities were committed over the weekend. Well, it, it, Blinken said it's personal for him because of his family history, of what his family has gone through generations before him, but also being a young father of young children and what they have seen there. And I want to bring this to you because I think it's very important to just understand and hear exactly what has taken place. Baby slaughtered. Bodies desecrated, young people burned alive, women raped, parents executed in front of their children, children in front of their parents. How are we even to understand this? I mean, it's the worst things imaginable. Think of the worst things imaginable, and that is what has taken place. 
And so uh, we've mentioned that it's widely out there. If you, There are videos of this. It's on the Internet and things like that. I admit to you that I haven't brought myself, nor do I think I will, to troll around there and, and, and see. You sometimes wonder what's the right thing to do. Do you need to see that so you feel the full weight and gravity so that you can be informed? Or does that serve no one to see that? Does it only hurt you? Regardless, important at least to hear the U.S. Secretary of State detail that. So and this confirm isn't confirm it. Say right. it out loud. Yeah, it's a faraway place, and maybe it doesn't affect you directly. So you have to take that in, absorb it, digest it, and know what what is being talked about and what they're dealing with there in the Middle East on the issue of Iran and whether or not that nation is somehow connected to the Hamas attacks. The Iranian, a stated enemy of Israel, known to give weapons and funding to Hamas, and whether that action may be tied to the recent prisoner swap with the U.S., wherein the Biden administration agreed to unfreeze some $6 billion in Iranian assets. You've heard about that money. The White House insisting that that money has not been touched, that they have oversight over it, no connection here, and that it cannot be used but for humanitarian purposes. We did talk with ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers about that from Washington yesterday on Wisconsin's Morning News, and she outlined where this criticism is coming from. If Iran knows they have money coming in for humanitarian purposes as part of this deal, do you shift money to other purposes elsewhere? And that's been the big criticism from Republicans on this. And some Democrats may be joining that as well. More on that momentarily. But just to carry out the analogy, you know, the point, Eric, I give you a $100 bill, right? Here's $100. And then this afternoon, you go to the ATM, you withdraw $100, and then you use it for some of you go buy drugs or something like that. Did I give you $100 to buy drugs? You say no. I have your $100 bill. It's right here. Well, okay, yes, but... I gave you a hundy. You took the money out of another account. The point here being is whether it's in this pocket or that pocket, does Iran know it had $6 billion recently freed up and that was some sort of green light? Um, Senate Republicans moving to refreeze that $6 billion, and they may have some support from Democrats on that. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin posted to social media uh, this statement until i have full confidence that iran did not play a role in these barbaric terrorist attacks on the israeli people the united states should freeze the six billion dollars in iranian assets you could see that action coming up for debate in the u.s senate soon one other thing that we talked about earlier this morning that i do want to reemphasize: besides the obvious exceptions people in the middle east folks directly connected to that war the most worried man in the world right now has to be who? Vladimir Zelensky. Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine. Uh, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has been at NATO headquarters in Brussels this week, and somebody else popped up, and it was kind of a surprise, President Zelensky with a surprise trip to Belgium at NATO headquarters. No one can say for sure how many more days we will have to defend our independence and to defend our Identity. So that's Zelensky pointing out Monday will mark 600 days of war with Russia. And not for nothing, seems pretty clear his visit is a signal of, yes, but, like, don't forget yeah, about this us. This is still happening over here as well, yes. And that so complicates things on the world right. stage because, you know, Ukraine is a nation that cannot defend itself. It can't. It requires the support from NATO nations, from others, from other freedom-loving nations across the world who have been so far propping up their defense efforts as they try to push back the Russian invasion. But if they cannot sustain, if these other nations, including the U.S., cannot sustain that level of commitment, Ukraine doesn't have a chance. Not only to push the Russians out, but could get steamrolled. 
if that support doesn't continue to come. So now you have the U.S. in particular fighting a proxy war in Israel and fighting a proxy war in Ukraine, multiple theaters of Mm -hmm. war, multiple fronts, and already debating about where the money is going to come from from either. Not a good situation this morning. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Checking in with Debbie Lasica here. Update on the traffic. Yep, southbound on 43, slowing down from almost Good Hope Road, pretty much all the way down past Capitol Drive. Right now, uh, delays on southbound 43 from Brown Deer to downtown are going to be about a 20-minute ride. Northbound side backing up out of the Marquette up past Keefe. Southbound 41, slowing from Silver Spring all the way down past Burleigh. The northbound side heavy out of the zoo up past Watertown Plank Road. And pockets of heavy traffic along east and westbound 94 through the stadium in Change. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson and Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. Start planning for your retirement today so you enjoy retirement tomorrow. Saturday mornings at 11 and Sunday mornings at 7, where Tony Drake and his Education First team discuss retirement trends, taxes, inflation, and Social Security benefits to help you achieve a more secure financial future. Join us this week as we discuss Medicare, Social Security, and their impact on your retirement. Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Vince Petrano here for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Everybody knows Pella Windows and Doors are the best, the best quality products, best insulating windows, best quality doors. They got the triple pane, Eric. You want three panes? I'll give you three panes. Very nice. Got the gas that you want in there. The, uh, what do, I keep well, Argon? Argon. That's the yeah. gas. That's mm-hmm. the good stuff you want in between oh, the panes. Yeah. So you got the best insulation on the windows and your patio doors. A lot of options. You got the rollback screen. You got the hideaway built-in blinds. They're beautiful and functional. But you also want the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin service. I am told from the folks at Pella that they still have available appointments in the coming weeks here while they have an offer going right now on Pella Windows and Doors products till the end of the month. The offer is 6.99 APR for 120 months. So up to 120 months that you can finance this out. comes out to be about $19 per window, as low as $75 a month per patio door. And again, that deal is available through the end of the month. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin telling me they do still have in-home appointments available through the month of October. So you want to get in touch with them right away. You can get a quote online as well. Visit them at PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. We got a good thing. A24 in Wisconsin's morning news, bringing WTMJ's Adam Roberts, who took a train ride yesterday. I did, Vince. <laughs> One a long Good time in the making, I should add. So you rode the hop. They had a big dog and pony show because the downtown Milwaukee streetcar has long built. The tracks have been there since ever, since the original lines went in for the streetcar. But this extension that goes all the way up to the lakefront thereabouts has not been in use for a number of years because we've been waiting for the Couture to come online. And now that is coming online, you, you can't miss it if you go down to the lakefront. That thing is rising very high. And yeah, we rode on what will be called the L line. So we have the currently existing track that runs from the intermodal up to the east side, Burns Commons area, kind of touching the lakefront. Well, now this is called the lakefront line, and it'll run sort of a loop. We did the whole loop yesterday, and you were right. That train was loaded with media types, Brian Polson, Fox Six. You'll never down be there. as crowded Ryan. again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, door to door. They actually opened up the conductor's door so we could see inside. That was kind of a neat okay. view to get All a right. look in there. And then, yeah, we rolled right through where the couture is being built. Uh, and now that's the interesting thing, though. 
So it's sort of the featured point of this whole loop is the fact that there's going to be a transit hub for both uh, Milwaukee County Transit System buses, BRT, or the Magic Bus, as you like to call yes, it, all right. and then the streetcar. But there's nothing there because it's still being built. So the question kind of comes into play, like, so if there's only going to be two stations on the side streets, Michigan and Clybourne, but not the centerpiece of this whole project, well, then why are we starting this now? And that was one of the questions asked of the city Department of Public Works Commissioner Joe Krushke yesterday. This is the reason why we're only opening on Sundays right now, because there is an active construction site. And because they are going to be working on Saturdays, that's why, want, that's why we're not running them off. So it's been a back and forth of providing, you know, are the fire hydrants there? Is the safety fences there? We don't want to hinder or delay the tour, so it has been a challenge. Also important, I think, to note in this is that, yes, there's still construction, and yes, we want people to get familiar with the tracks and the streetcars, but there also was a pretty big federal grant that was going to be in jeopardy if they didn't have this thing running by the end of this month. And I don't think it's a coincidence that October 29th is when the Sunday service is going to start. Well, so uh, I'm going to... I'm going to pick on that for a moment, and then I'm going to offer actually some reason why you might be enticed to go ahead and ride this, even if even if just for the novelty. Let's pick on that point first. Yes, there's a lot of federal money that's tied to this part of the Hop Street car, large amount of federal money that went into this project to begin with to get it off the ground. And, yeah, you have – there are strings attached anytime you get federal money. So, yes, we have this date, this looming deadline that has been coming up that they have to, they have to deal with, but – that's where I say, like, if we had any sort of intergovernmental cooperation, if could not the mayor or some of these folks meet with Congresswoman Gwen Moore or some other federal official and say, hey, clearly we're doing this. The line's been built. The building's going up. It's going to start. We're going to fulfill our obligation to the federal grant. A three-month extension. Right. Or Can something? we extend this out to spring when we're really ready to go? Can we talk to some folks over there? Or... Do we have to, simply to meet this deadline that's been put in place, run this thing two or three times on a Sunday for the next several months? That seems ridiculous to me. Now, that said, I do think it was interesting that you get go through the yet unfinished couture. And it, what I'm really excited about, just as someone who frequents downtown, we all do, we work here at the Avenue, and the fact that that is going to be... I think everything that it was built to be, I know the couture has been for a decade. It's just been, what is it going to be? Ultimately, I think it's going to be amazing because this hub is not just going to be, oh, it's a bus station with a train station. There's going to be retail. There's going to be businesses connected to this. And uh, potentially, there's going to be a way to connect you if you come from Chicago, for example, and you're coming up for Summerfest. You could theoretically ride the Hiawatha from Union Station up to the Intermodal, Hop on the hop, <laughs> hence the name, and ride it to basically the next door of the Summerfest grounds, and you'd never need to bring up your car. Does it look like it'll be like an area where there'd be like almost street vendors or a hustle and a bustle, or is it too early to even be able to tell that from what you can see? Probably too early. I mean, the tarp is still on yeah. the platform, which I found was very interesting. They, they did take us through, and you kind of go underneath the concrete overhang, but there's tarp everywhere. I mean, the construction workers even had to stop and we're going, oh, that was today? Oh, oh right. Yeah, that was today. Train's hey, coming hi, through. It's like when you're playing sports in the street. Car. Yep. yep. Game on. Stop. Game on. Hop. All right. So it starts uh, starts Sunday service when? End of the month? October 29th, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So if you are riding on the loop now, it will uh, wow. serve a couple of other stations that already okay. exist. 
So if you need to get off on Michigan and Clybourne for any reason, or if you want to just ooh and ah at the Couture Construction starting Sunday, October 29th. There you go. I think there's a little more of that. So again, my, my take on that, a little bit ridiculous in terms of why this thing has to start right now on this deadline. That said, if you're interested in what that downtown development looks like, uh, that is available for you. Right now, Sundays only. Still $0 a ride. 8.29 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.37 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This Thursday morning, there is progress, but still no House Speaker in Washington today. He's a nominee, but still no floor vote yet. Congressman Steve Scalise, Majority Leader of Louisiana, emerged as the nominee in a closed-door secret ballot caucus Tuesday, getting more votes than Ohio's Jim Jordan. 113 Republicans supported Scalise. 99 Republicans supported Jordan. And so inside that meeting, there's this message of, let's unify, let's elect the next Speaker of the House. And when Republicans leave, it is clear that they are not on the same page. Right now, at least 10 Republicans say they are not supporting Scalise, and he can only afford to lose four. That's ABC's Rachel Scott. So what they don't want, though, why they've been doing these sort of pre-ballots and these nominations and and whatever behind closed doors, what they do not want is this protracted public battle again. What it took to elect Speaker McCarthy, what was it, 15 votes over a period of days? They don't want that. They want to know they got it before they bring this thing to the floor. And you would assume they'll have it, right? Well, here's one one reason for optimism that they would have it and that this can move quickly. Agitator in chief, guy who started this all, Congressman <laughs> Matt Gates, who led the charge. This is a good barometer, but go ahead. <laughs> well, he led the charge to oust former Speaker McCarthy, right? He says, even though he didn't vote for him, he can get behind Scalise. We're going to have a Speaker of the House this week. Steve Scalise won the nomination in our uh, Republican caucus meeting. He defeated my good friend and mentor, Jim Jordan, who I voted for. But uh, Steve Scalise is a really good man. He'll be a great leader. That actually... That doesn't mean anything. No. Because the guy who's been upset about something likes both guys that are cut from the same cloth doesn't mean that everyone else is going to... It does, it does sound like what you used to expect from this. Well, you know, we're all in one caucus here. That's not the guy who I voted for. But this other guy's okay, so I can get behind that if I'm in the minority. Says the agitator. Right. So that would be a reason for optimism that the, that this could move quickly. But you heard the math that uh, that Rachel Scott from ABC News laid out there. They don't have the votes yet. Some Republicans still holding out. South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Especially given what's happening in Israel right now, I just cannot support someone who's associated with anything that is divisive, whether it's race or religion. I'm just a hard pass on that. What's she talking about? Claiming Scalise back in 2002 attended an event that was linked to a white supremacist group. I don't know that that's been his reputation in Congress. I don't know more about that particular event or his connection to it. I mean, eventually... He'll be asked about that, right? Suppose now, already, right? If right? he hasn't already. Hey, uh, sir, you know what your colleagues are what saying. What gives? And, you know, sometimes you've seen these things where it's someone who claims, well, I didn't know that's what this was. I was invited to uh, breakfast in my district. I went, you know, and it turned out to be something I didn't want. Maybe it's some past that he's disavowed. I don't know. I don't know more about that. But that's the... That's something that a fellow Republican is raising. Democrats, meanwhile, they're still playing the waiting game. Uh, Congressman Kathy Manning of North Carolina. We are ready to get back to work for the American people. We hope the Republicans can stop the uh, inter-party fighting and elect their speaker. Okay, so they're like, yeah, whenever you guys want to get your stuff in order here, ready to go. Of course. They could always help, you think? They could. <laughs> no way. They won't, but they could. There'd be no reason for them to. Right. They could. 
one more note on proceedings in the House. Looks like Republicans might be getting set to toss this guy. I have no clue of what you guys are talking about. No, I will not. Excuse me. That's New York Congressman George Santos facing a slew of additional fraud charges now revealed this week, all related to the lies he's told about all of the things in his life, which some are more benign than others. Some actually get to accusations of fraud, accusations that he was stealing identities from donors, using their credit cards for improper purposes, all sorts of stuff. He's not in good shape, fellow New York Republican. but, But he's lasted this long. A lot of this stuff started to come out right after he was elected. Right, right, right before the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He was elected in fall. A lot of this stuff came out almost immediately after that, but he survived all that so far. Survived the first round of indictments. Now there's a second round. Still there. Fellow New York Republican Congressman Anthony Desposito posting to social media. Today I will be introducing an expulsion resolution to rid the People's House of fraudster George Santos. Claims he's got others in the New York congressional delegation who will co-sponsor that. Yeah, we'll see. I've always said he'll end up yeah, running we'll again. Right. If he gets tossed, if he still run for re-election. Even, right, that could still not even come to the floor. It ultimately comes to resolution. I mean, ultimately, I'll have to stand by my prediction until otherwise something happens. So. I mean, I'm just going to go defend myself. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Not real pretty for a few days here. Scattered showers today with a high of 58. Showers likely tonight, though down to 52. The moderate to heavy rain moves in on Friday with a high of 58 degrees. Friday looks like a complete washout and a lot of water. And then Saturday, we'll scattered showers, cloudy and windy, Just high 57. Water. Yeah, but like Friday's not a good day in the fall to have a washout. Got yeah. all kinds of stuff going on. Well, we've had a nice run of weather, though. I mean, you got to have some rain. We're pretty solid. Yeah. All right. You said you you would listen to the NASA. So I yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, deeply all, I'm all ears. I love, I love news space. news about Bennu's booty. Yes. Bennu, the asteroid. He, now, without context, Eric's break, Eric breaks that on me this morning. You know, there's news on Bennu's booty. <laughs> what are like, you talking about? You're like, what is that about? Why is everything after And I pay dirty? attention. You're well, like, what? You I'm said sure. it, not him. It's, a, it's an alliteration. Booty. <laughs> All right, so anyway, yes, we NASA has been investigating the booty, the 60 grams of asteroid closely material, at that booty. The asteroid material that we were able to gather yes. and, and get back to the states here. They've been investigating looking at it. So tons of content there. They say that this sample from the asteroid reveals substances that NASA says could indicate the building blocks of life on Earth. The findings, evidence of water and high carbon content. Hmm. That's what they discovered. NASA scientists say the samples support a leading theory about how water made it to Earth when the planets began forming four and a half billion years ago. Samples from the asteroid Bennu contain high concentrations of carbon, which is essential to life as we know it, as well as water-bearing clay minerals. Impacts from comets carrying these materials and others are believed to have seeded Earth and other planets with the compounds needed to form the worlds we see around us today. Yeah, it's Bill Harley from CBS. The tip of the cosmic iceberg, if you will. Building blocks of life. Yeah. So I don't know how we didn't already know and assume that this is what this probably was. Yeah, right. (laughs) No one was shocked to discover this, right? (laughs) Right. So here's the thing. There's a report from ABC. This is from NASA. NASA saying this, but I just find it funny what they think that was very, what we learned from this dust. Listen to what they say here. 
The initial analysis offers insight into how the solar system was formed, how okay. life was created on Earth, and what precautions need to be taken to avoid an asteroid colliding with the planet. What? They didn't even open the can yet, right? There was some dust on the top of the yes, can. Yes, because the canister itself had <laughs> asteroid dust on the top. That's how what we already it. discovered, but they also apparently believe this dust is going to teach us how to avoid a collision with an asteroid? No, I don't uh, think so. What, what secret is this dust going to tell us? I'm of the mind that the more they keep messing with these asteroids, they're going to throw one off course, and then we're going to be looking at one of these things staring us right in the face. Bullseye. <laughs> Could happen. See, I think they figure out what it's made of, and then whether or not we can blow it up. Yeah, how oh, soft yeah, it is? It. Or Composition. Yeah, okay. Right. The malleability. They're not soft, perhaps? though. They're very hard. Actually. actually, surprisingly, they said when they landed the uh, rocket on this said asteroid, what they discovered was it was like landing on a, what, what do they call it, those, um, when you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you jump into the ball, ball pit? pit. Oh, the ball it pit? was just like that. They said that's exactly what it was like landing on. Hmm. So because of that, maybe that changes how we move one before it collides. Yeah, so us. if you, you hit that with a nuke, it just goes boof. And you have like a thousand <laughs> asteroids instead of one. Smaller ones. Didn't we already try that in the movies? Didn't yes. both those movies try to blow up with yeah, but the smaller ones better than the bigger ones so well unless you're in the, in the path of the small one then it doesn't really matter <laughs> right what's worse yeah. 20 small ones or one big one yeah. i don't know what do you got working on here quickly social media and uh wrapped into the israel gaza story if you post something and then really rich employers see that should you be mad about it is it fair game and if they especially if they say like the farbs forbes article i read this morning I want to know who those people are. I'll never hire them. <laughs> Consequences for your behavior on social media. That's what's coming up. Business headlines are up first. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal.